0: Welcome back to Aid Arbitration. Uh, this is Monday, and I was gonna try to do the episode last night, but went down to see my son in Memphis, and my car broke down, and so uh, it's still down there. I had to get a rental this morning, and to get back home, so gonna be doing the episode tonight. It's Monday night, so um, I told y'all last week I was gonna do the getting back into arbitration on EP. I'm going to hold off on that for a little bit. Uh, I'm going to try to do some salted peanuts type stuff. Today's going to be a little bit somber. It's not going to be pleasant, and I'll probably make some people angry. I've done that before, believe it or not. But I'm going to talk about some additional charges that have been brought up against Mr. Renfro and the complete debacle as far as handling these charges, uh, is concerned coming from the executive vice president, Mr. Barner, who has completely fucked this thing up. And, um, it's, it goes back to cronyism, nepotism, uh, all these isms that are going on right now at the NELC, it, it is not the NALC that I joined so many years ago. Uh, it is not. And it's a shame that it's not. And so, It's a complete shit show up there right now at the NLC. And so uh, I was sent these charges showing how Barner completely fucked these things up. And then some additional charges brought against him. And so I'm going to read these charges today. Outside of those that were sent to, nobody has heard of these. So y'all are going to hear about them. And uh, I know there are NALC apologists. They're going to be like, there's nothing. They can go fuck themselves uh, with this bullshit on these NALC apologists. They can shove these charges completely up their fucking ass uh, when I read them. If you don't see what's going on right now with our leadership, you are fucking blind. At the cronyism that has taken over the NELC. it is no longer about the members It is no longer about the members. It is completely about retaining power. And that is all it's about. It is completely about retaining power, surrounding yourselves with those that will make sure that you retain power. I'll give you an example. Somebody called me uh, yesterday, and they told me that there are people going around calling different influential people, telling them that just in case... Stuff doesn't go our president's way with these charges. If it doesn't go his way, to make sure that everybody stays, just those that are supportive of him, stay to the last day of the convention when these things get voted on, to make sure that they have an overwhelming vote to keep him in there. Now, these people have no idea what's going on. They have no idea about the charges, about these people that have looked at the charges, what they have seen with the charges when they vote. They're just wanting to stack the deck so that somebody who probably shouldn't be in their position stays in their position. That's what I'm talking about. They're making sure that they stack the deck with telling people, make sure that these people that are very influential, these groups that will vote for us, regardless if we're wrong or not, regardless if we vote get voted out or not, make sure that they stay for the last day of the convention so that we'll make sure that somebody who probably doesn't deserve to be in that position stays in that position. And this cronyism will never die. It will never die. It will never be about the members ever again. From the top to the bottom, I've said this so many times, from the very top, you have to be 100% for the members. And that has to be through your actions, not your words. That has to be through your actions. And so far, we've not done anything action-wise to support that. And I'll get to some of that in a second with uh, some things I'm going to talk about. But I'm going to read these charges. There's 11 pages that I'm going to read. I'm just going to read them like I did the first charges. Because I don't care. (laughs) I don't give a fuck if anybody likes me doing this or not. I don't care. You you cannot do anything to me. What are you going to do? Blackball me? (laughs) You motherfuckers already done that, so fuck off. So I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do on here. And I sound a little agitated because I am. Because I am. Because the NLC that I joined so many years ago is not the same today. It is full of cronyism and it is killing the letter carrier craft with the inability to represent from the very top. Uh, I can go places and talk very smartly and, uh, and seem smart and, and say the right things, it's your actions as they say, that speak louder than words. It's your actions. And that's what I gauge someone on. It's not how well they can speak. There's a lot of people that can speak well. There's a lot of people that can speak well. It is your actions that speak to me. What do you do and what have you done? What have you done? You've not done anything to get where you're at. So what are you doing now? It's been a complete shit show so far. And so... Um, They sent me these charges. I read them. Uh, It's a complete fuck up. A complete fuck up. So like I said, I'm going to lose some listeners today. That's okay. I'm going to make some more enemies. That's all right. Uh, I I don't care, truly. Uh, I'm for the city letter carrier first and last. I'm not for anybody else. Nobody else. I promoted people. On this podcast, who I believe are for the city letter care, but I'm for the city letter care first and last, I'm not for anybody else. City letter cares, all right. I'm going to read these charges and then I'm going to talk a little bit about it and then I'm going to read a couple of things uh, that people have sent to me. Uh, the rap sessions that are going on right now, if you get on Discord. Uh, Mr. Cole Billups has recorded one of them where Mr. Renfro is talking for a couple of hours about contract negotiations and everybody's wanting to know what are we, what's going on? What are we talking about? Uh, he's recorded it, it. You can find it on discord. So if you want to listen to him, those of you who cannot make it to rap sessions and most of you cannot get on discord and it'll be on there. You can listen to it. All right. And he'll be talking about it, uh, what they're telling you about what's going on with the contract negotiations, okay? And then I'll read a couple of snippets. People send me bullet points, kind of what's being said in those. I'll read those to you here in a bit. I wanted to do a lot more, but I'm not going to. I'll keep catch back up with that Sunday because it got a lot to do with 1838Cs. Management using those now as a weapon, as an intimidation tactic. The 1838C coming in there counting us to death. And so I'm going to touch on that Sunday, all right, when I'm going to do another Salted Peanuts, and I'll do that a couple more weeks, and then I'll do the arbitration. But mostly I'm going to talk about the 1838C and how management is using that as a weapon, right, because they're bitter, they're upset, and they're stupid, all right? And so we're going to talk about that Sunday. I'm going to talk about these charges today, read a couple other things, and I'll be done with it, all right, because I've had a long day. (laughs) But uh, let's get to the charges And this is dated September 21st of 2023, all right? September 21st of 2023 to the National Association of Letter Carriers Executive Council, 100 Indiana Avenue, Northwest, Washington, D.C., 20001 regarding charges against NALC President Brian L. Renfro. Dear NALC Executive Council members, remember that, okay? Okay. Dear NALC executive council members, now listen to how well-crafted these charges are, okay? Listen to what I'm fixing to read to you because two people filed these charges and they crafted these magnificently, these charges, okay? Listen to what I'm fixing to read to you and the response from the executive vice president who fucked us up royally. Dear NALC executive council members, In accordance with Article 10 of the National Constitution, the undersigned do hereby bring the following charges against National President Brian Renfro for neglect of duty and violation of the Constitution, removing Don Lyerly from his officer position as a regional administrative assistant in NELC Region 9 without due process rights afforded officers by Article 10 of the Constitution, now, I'm going to read that, that last part again because this is very crucial when you're talking about these charges, okay? This is critical when you're talking about these charges. Removing Don Lyerly from his officer position as a regional administrative assistant in NLC Region 9 without due process rights afforded officers by Article 10 of the Constitution, all right? Background. President Brian Renfro wrongfully removed RAA Don Lyerly from his position in the Region 9 National Business Agent Office without just cause and or due process, which we are all afforded. Hell, we make management do that, right? We're afforded that as well on Article 10. Just cause and or due process. Mr. Lyerly has loyally served the NALC for an abundant number of years in several capacities from shop steward to RAA and many duties in between. He is the proprietor of a stellar record in everything he has accomplished for all our brothers and sisters. His record goes unblemished until the date he was blindsided and given his walking papers without reason by Mr. Renfro. After Mr. Liley's wrongful displacement of his Region 9 RAA position, he was faced with hard decisions that would keep his family and household afloat. These are sudden decisions Mr. Lyley would not have had to encounter if Mr. Renfro and Mr. Orlando had been transparent in their communication with Mr. Lyley. Transparent. That's a big problem. With the NELC today, transparency. We have lost all transparency today with the NELC. I will be that for y'all. <laughs> We're going to be transparent here. I'm going to tell you their business, right? I'm going to pull the, the covers down off of them and tell you their business that they won't tell you. I will be transparent on here. So that's I guess that's the reason I, I acquire these things is because they know that I will be transparent. And, and that's what happens when you work for me. Uh, That's what they do. They work for me. They work for us. So you're going to be transparent to me. If you're going to try to hide shit, I'll get it. I'll find it. And I'll read your business on here. Okay. That's what we're going to do today. I'm going to read your fucking business. I'm going to quit interrupting. Okay. Attempting to be transparent and notifying Mr. Renfro and Mr. Orlando of his intentions of running from region nine NBA office. Mr. Renfro was not in a sober or clear state of mind at the time he had made such a capricious decision to wrongfully remove Mr. Liley from his officer position as Region 9 REA as evidenced by his self-placement into alcohol rehab shortly after his decision. When I tell you that... I'm going to interrupt again. When I tell you that these are well-crafted, and you're saying, well, this happened when when uh, the election took place why are they just now being brought forward because new things have come to light since the time mr lyrely has been removed new circumstances has arisen since that time right and so that's the reason we're going to file charges now based off of things that happened so long ago because things have come to light now that we did not know then and that's the reason I say they're very well crafted in how they did this. I'll read this again. Mr. Renfro was not in a sober or clear state of mind at the time he made such a capricious decision to wrongfully remove Mr. Liley from his officer position as Region 9 RAA, as evidenced by his self-placement into alcohol rehab shortly after his decision. Because NELC moved the Region 9 office, along with then NBA Pendleton and R.A. Lirley to Marietta, Georgia in 2019, Mr. Lirley and his family were residing in the Marietta, Georgia area at the time of his displacement. After NELC abruptly terminated his employment, he was desperately looking for another job. Moving back to Punta Gorda as a city letter carrier was not a financially viable option. He invested a costly move uprooting his family from Punta Gorda to Marietta to sell his house and uproot his family again would be detrimental to his family relationship. If he was not improperly displaced from his RA position, he would not currently be in a managerial position with the USPS. The two-year rule of not allowing a management employee to hold a union position has to be waived in this situation. Mr. Renfro put Mr. Larley in this difficult situation. This case should be heard in its entirety, and Mr. Larley should be made whole as if he was never improperly displaced from his RA position. Despite the fact that he could have terminated his NELC membership upon promotion to management, Mr. Larley is still an NELC member in good standing." We are filing a charge that National President Brian Renfro is guilty of violation of the Constitution of the National Association of Letter Carriers, quote-unquote the Constitution, by on December 19, 2022, removing Mr. Larley from his officer position as a regional administrative assistant in NELC Region 9 without the due process rights afforded officers by Article 10 of the Constitution. We are filing this charge in accordance with Article 10 of the Constitution, which states, Any member may file with the Executive Council a charge that an officer of the National Association or a state association has been guilty of neglect of duty or violation of this Constitution. Now, for those of y'all who aren't very well versed, I'll read that again. We are filing this charge in accordance with Article 10 of the Constitution, which states, any member may file with the Executive Council a charge that an officer of the National Association or a state association has been guilty of neglect of duty or violation of this Constitution. Mr. Lyerly was not a staff member subject to the wishes of his employer, NEOC, and or Brother Renfro. Mr. Lyerly was an officer as defined by the plain language in the Constitution, and that is critical here. Mr. Lyerly was an officer, as defined by the plain language in the Constitution. He was appointed as Regional Administrative Assistant by former National President Frederick Londo, effective September 26, 2016. This appointment was in accordance with Article 9, Section 1H of the Constitution, which states, the president is authorized to appoint, underlined, regional administrative assistants in such established NLC regions in accordance with the needs of each respective NLC region. Article 6 of the Constitution is entitled, Officers and Elections, Section 1, List, the Elective Officers of this Body. The key word here is elective, which serves to differentiate them from non-elective officers. The officers listed in Article 6 are elective officers, but nothing in Article 6 states that these are the only officers in the NLC. It also does not state that the only elective officers are considered officers when applying the language in the remainder of the Constitution. As a reading of Article 9 reveals, regional administrative assistants are also considered officers, the difference being that they are appointed Rather than elected. Article 9 of the Constitution is entitled Duties of Officers. It lists the title of each of the elective officers as defined in Article 6 in bold heading, followed by their duties. It then lists Executive Council in bold heading, followed by their duties. It then lists Regional Administrative Assistance in bold heading, followed by their duties. The fact that elective officers, the executive council, and regional administrative assistants are given equal prominence in Article 9, duties of the officers, shows a plain language intent in the Constitution to treat regional administrative assistants as officers. Officers receive different treatment than other staff members. This is the will of the members who authored the Constitution. While Article 9, Section 1H gives the president the right to appoint regional administrative assistants, nothing in that article gives the president the right to unappoint regional administrative assistants. Article 9, Section 1C gives the president the right to fill all vacancies, but the president cannot unappoint a regional administrative assistant any more than he could unappoint any of the other officer positions listed in Article 9 even if he was the one who made their appointment and it's got the one there this is also the will of the members who authored the constitution and on that one it says down here which he did not as previously noted former president frederick orlando appointed him however that is exactly what brother renfro did when he called mr larley on the morning of december 19th 2022 he stated that in accordance with Article 9, Section 1 of the NELC Constitution, he was, exercise, he was exercising his claimed right to unappoint Mr. Lyerly as a Regional Administrative Assistant. When a president appoints a Regional Administrative Assistant, they have appointed an officer as defined in Article 9 of the Constitution. Officers can only be removed in one way, by strictly following the procedures in Article 10, removal of officers. This procedure was not followed by Brother Renfro. Other staff members whose titles are not listed in bold heading as officers in Article 9 are not subject to the due process provisions requirements of Article 10 for the simple reason that they are not officers, but regional administrative assistants certainly are. If regional administrative assistants were not officers, there would be no need for a separate Regional Administrative Assistance heading in Article 9. The Article 9, Section 1H language would suffice to establish them. There is a reason the membership put Regional Administrative Assistance in a bold heading in Article 9, Duties of Officers along with the other officers. The Constitution is written in plain Unambiguous language that clearly indicates regional administrative assistants are officers and thus entitled to rights and benefits extended only to officers. An analysis of these rights and benefits and the way in which the NELC has historically applied them to regional administrative assistants provides clear and convincing evidence that they are indeed Officers. For comparison purposes, NELC employees can be divided into two general categories. Officers, those listed in Article 9, i.e. officers and regional elected officers and regional administrative assistants, and staff members, everyone else. Officers, as defined by those bold headings in Article 9, receive reimbursement for the employee portion of Social Security taxes and Medicare taxes, also known as FICA taxes which totals 7.65% of their earnings. They have the 765 withheld as required by law, but in the same paycheck, they receive a reimbursement in the same amount added to that check. So in effect, they're always earning 7.65% more than their stated salary. Regional administrative assistants and other officers all receive the same benefit, Staff members who are not officers, such as legislative political organizers, LPOs, regional grievance assistants, RGAs, and regional workers' compensation assistants, RWCAs, do not receive a FICA reimbursement because they are not listed as officers under Article 9 of the Constitution. Staff members, e.g., LPOs, RGAs, RWCAs, earn sick leave accrued to their balance at the rate of four hours bi weekly. Officers, including regional administrative assistants, do not earn sick leave and do not accrue a sick leave balance. They are paid at their salaried rate regardless of whether they are working or unable to work due to illness. Let's go to three. The Department of Labor form LM2 Labor Organization Annual Report completed yearly by NELC, has two different schedules, Schedule 11 and Schedule 12, listing disbursement of funds. I'm going to read the subheading here. Two, this reimbursement procedure is not outlined in the Constitution. It is based on the vote of the membership at a national convention many years ago to provide this additional benefit to officers only, not staff members. And then three, for example, Brother Renfro did not use sick leave for his recent rehabilitation treatment for alcoholism and continued receiving his same salary even while incapacitated for work. Goes on. Everyone employed by NELC must be listed on either Schedule 11, if they are an officer, or Schedule 12, if they are a staff member. Schedule 11 is entitled, All Officers and Disbursements to Officers. The LM2 instructions, page 16, state, list all the labor organization's officers and report all salaries and other direct and indirect disbursements to officers during the reporting period. A review of the 2023 LM2 beginning on page 15 reveals that Schedule 11 lists all the officers as defined in Article 9, including Mr. Larley, and all the regional administrative assistants. This is further proof that regional administrative assistants are considered officers. Schedule 12 is entitled Disbursements to Employees. The LM2 instruction, page 19 state, report all direct and indirect disbursements to employees of the labor organization during the reporting period. A review of the 2023 LM2 beginning on page 24 reveals that Schedule 12 lists all non-officer staff of NELC, including LPOs, RGAs, and RWCAs. Since they are not officers, as defined in Article 9, they are listed as employees on this official DOL filing. NALC headquarters uses a personal program called Dayforce to administer personal actions and payroll. Mr. Liley's profile page on Dayforce lists his job job title as Region 9 Regional Administrative Assistant. At the time of his improper removal, his payroll information was listed in Dayforce as an NALC officer. Pay class, full-time. Pay group, NALC officers. Pay type, salaried. Pay frequency, weekly. Annual salary, $111,895.35. This same page had a section for balances, where his accrued annual leave was listed. Of course, as an officer, Mr. Lowley did not accrue sick leave or have a sick leave balance. National officers, per the Constitution, are required to take three weeks, 120 hours, of annual leave per year. When Mr. Larley received his letter from President Rolando appointing him as Regional Administrative Assistant, that letter also contained an attachment entitled NELC Benefits for Regional Administrative Assistants, RAA. This letter contained the following language under the Annual Leave heading. You'll be granted 208 hours of annual leave per year, prorated the first year depending upon your start date, of which 120 hours must be used each year, again, prorated the first year depending upon your start date, annual leave can be carried over from one year to the next up to a maximum of 440 hours. This is another example of how NELC considers regional administrative assistants to be officers and provide them with similar benefits. NESC also proves by its actions that it considers regional administrative assistants to be officers when it comes to the installation of branch officers in Article 5, Section 6 of the Constitution for the Government of Subordinate and Federal Branches, which states that only the following people may install branch officers. Any national officer, a past president of the National Association, a president or past president of a state association shall act as installing officer, provided that in their absence any officer of the state association or the past president of a branch may act as such. In Region 9, then Regional Administrative Assistant Lynn Pendleton and Regional Administrative Assistant Anthony Ali both routinely performed installations of branch officers. Neither has ever served as a past president of the National Association, nor has either ever served as a president or past president of a state association or a branch. At the time they conducted the installations, they were serving as regional administrative assistants, so they were not officers of a state association. This means the only power in them vested by the National Association of Letter Carriers is that of being considered a national officer under Article 9 of the Constitution. The plain language of Article 9 of the Constitution defines regional administrative assistants as officers. Regional administrative assistants have consistently been treated as officers regarding their FICA reimbursement, their sick leave balance benefits, and their annual leave benefits. NEOC consistently lists regional administrative assistants as officers year after year in their annual LM2 filings to the Department of Labor. NELC lists regional administrative assistants as officers in its own internal personal and programs and documents. NELC confers regional administrative assistants with national officer status. Invest them with the power to conduct installation ceremonies. There can be no doubt as to whether regional administrative assistants are considered officers when you examine both the Constitution's language and NELC's actions. If brother Renfro believed Mr. Laryle had neglected his duty or violated the constitution he would have the right under article 10 to file charges which would entail the following procedure to ensure the matter was fully investigated and that he received his full due process rights under the constitution 1 file charges with the executive council which is what i'm reading to you here 2 send to him by registered mail copy of the charges Three, appoint an impartial member to investigate and make a report in writing to the Executive Council within 30 days on the results of their findings. And all these things, these were benefits given to Mr. Renfro. Remember when he had all those charges filed against him, they had to follow this very strict protocol. Four, send him copies of the reports. Five, executive counsel would be meet to determine whether substantial charge is presented. If so, 6. Direct a hearing before a panel of three disinterested members. 7. The panel makes a report with recommendations to the executive council. 8. The charged party may file objections or comments. Only after following all the steps in Article 10, and only if the executive council finds the officer guilty, may the executive council determine the penalty, which may be removal from office or may be some other penalty. The aggrieved member still retains the right to appeal the executive council's decision to the national convention for final adjudication before his assembled brothers and sisters who will have the final say. And that's what I was talking about. These phone calls that are going out right now, just in case shit doesn't go right for our president. They're already trying to stack the deck saying, Hey, regardless if, if you like him or not, if he's guilty or not, let's pack this place on the last day of the convention and vote, yay, that he remain in office, okay? So they're trying to stack the deck. So uh, that's what that's talking about there, that uh, it'll be brought up before the members. Rather than give Mr. Lyley the due process rights afforded him as an officer by the Constitution, Brother Renfro bypassed the Constitution and removed Mr. Lyley from his officer position. He was given no reason other than Article 9, no chance to explain himself or discuss the matter with Mr. Renfro, no written charges, no investigation by impartial parties, no hearing and no appeal rights. His action of flouting the Constitution in favor of political retaliation against a fellow officer, coupled with the fact that we now know he was in the throes of addiction and substance abuse at the time he took the action, shows he is unfit for office. We have sympathy for those with addiction problems, but NELC cannot afford to have a president whose actions violate the Constitution, even if the vindictive actions were taken in an impaired state of mind. Whether made while drunk, high, or sober, Brother Renfro's decision to fire Mr. Larley violated the Constitution. He took an oath to uphold and cannot be excused. In his June 2023 Postal Record article, Brother Renfro wrote, NALC is as democratic as any labor union in this country. There is nothing democratic about unceremoniously and without cause firing a fellow brother officer who devoted his entire 28-year career to helping letter carriers and making their lives better and then, to make matters worse, denying him the basic due process rights required by the Constitution. The fact that President Renfro betrayed the membership by, on his first day in office, ignoring the Constitution and terminating Mr. Lyley's employment without due process, should show the executive council and the membership that he is not fit for office and subject to a penalty up to and including removal from office. In Mr. Renfro's response, letter dated January 10th of 2023, he stated, He stated, However, there are other factors that you may be unaware of which inform my decision. Out of respect for everyone involved and their privacy, I will not discuss those factors. In Mr. Larley's interview, question 17, he states, I cannot reasonably speculate on what he meant. I can say that I'm not aware of any factors which may have informed his decision, other than the fact that I ran for MBA. I have no idea what he meant by everyone involved. One has to wonder how much the other factors of Renfro's substance abuse and alcoholism informed his decision. Likewise, Brother Naufel stated in his letter of opinion to Mr. Renfro dated December 29th of 2022, this would be election by intimidation if we can't freely run for a union elected position. I'm going to make a comment on this, okay? When Mr. Renfro stated, however, there are other factors that you may be unaware of, which inform my decision out of respect for everyone involved and their privacy, I will not discuss those factors. That is a cop-out, okay? That is something that you're trying to fluff up what you did by saying, I'm not going to talk about this out of respect for other people, okay? Th- that's a cop-out. Uh, and the reason I say that, is because of what he did to Mr. Henry, one of the charges that was found to be valid. He makes up things about Mr. Henry, okay, saying that he was having some kind of uh, of outside-of-marriage relationship or how he was talking with certain individuals, completely destroying this man's reputation. Okay, now this is a married man now. Completely destroying this man's reputation, a warrior now, one that has been in arbitration hundreds and hundreds of times, very well respected, and he tries to destroy this man's reputation for what reason? Why would you do that? And then denies it, lies about it. I never did that. Unfortunately for him, they question these people, and these charges are found to be true, that he did, in fact, make up stories about Mr. Henry. I would have to question anything this man now says as far as things like this. Out of respect for everyone involved in their privacy, I will not discuss those factors. If I lie to you one time, what does that make me? That makes me a liar. I don't have to lie to you several times. If I lie to you once, I'm a liar. He has been found to have lied numerous times on these charges that he was found guilty of. Uh, One of those I'll talk to you about in a second. He has been found to have lied numerous times in these charges, only to have been found that uh, he did, in fact, do what these charges said he did. But when he states this, however, there are other factors that you may be unaware of, which inform my decision, out of respect for everyone involved and their privacy, I will not discuss those factors. That's bullshit, and that's dangerous, kind of like what happened to Mr. Henry. Mr. Lyerly is now left with... My reputation has been tarnished, and there was nothing that came out about me. (laughs) There was nothing said about me. You know, how do I defend that? He said, I have no idea what he's talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. What have I done? To whom? What parties? You know, you didn't say anything. That would never go over in arbitration. If I was to say, why did you fire him? I can't talk about that in here. Well, yeah, you're going to talk about it because you fired me. Why did you fire me out of do out of respect to you? I'm not going to tell why I fired you. Do you think that would go over in arbitration? Huh? <laughs> Fuck no. That's not going to go over anywhere. But yet this man was terminated from his position based off of, Hey, it's so bad. I can't talk to y'all about it. What? Come on now. <laughs> shit. You're the head of the most powerful union in this country. And you're going to say some shit like that. <laughs> God dang. Uh, anyway, goes on. One has to wonder how much the other factors of Renfro's substance abuse and alcoholism informed his decision. Likewise, Brother Nafal stated in his letter of opinion to Mr. Renfro dated December 29th of 2022, this would be election by intimidation if we can't freely run for a union elected position. Very good point. We supported President Renfro in his nomination for president. We promoted Mr. Renfro in various ways throughout NELC. As a result, he won the vast majority of NELC members' votes. It wasn't until recently that we became aware of the charges brought forward by Director of City Delivery Chris Jackson against President Renfro. We also were unaware of President Renfro's alcoholism and substance abuse issues which he confirmed in his August 2023 postal record article until recently. We're convinced that President Renfro, more likely than not, was not in a sober or sound state of mind while conducting business as the NELC national president at the time he improperly removed Officer Larley. The first rule of being a union officer is to always act in the best interest of your members, regardless of your personal feelings or ego. Renfro's actions caused harm to the membership of NELC and to Mr. Lyerly, who is still a dues-paying NELC member in good standing, as well as tarnished NELC's reputation of being a democratic union that embraces divergent viewpoints working toward the common cause of representing our members. His actions violate the Constitution and must be fully redressed. We're requesting the following remedy to make Don Lyerly whole. The NELC Executive Council find Brother uh, Renfro guilty of the charges outlined above and apply an appropriate penalty up to and including removal from office. NELC offer Mr. Larley immediate and full reinstatement to his former position of Region 9 Regional Administrative Assistant or to a substantially equivalent position that he deems acceptable, without prejudice to his seniority, retirement service time, and other rights, privileges, and benefits. NELC make Mr. Larley whole for the loss of pay he suffered as a result of his improper removal by payment equal to that which he normally would have earned absent this action. NELC calculate Mr. Liley's annuity retirement benefits as though he continually served as regional administrative assistant until his retirement. NLC reinstate Mr. Larley's NLC annual leave balance to 656 hours, the amount he had at the time of his improper removal without requiring repayment of any monies. NELC grant Mr. Larley special dispensation, waiving all prohibitions of those applying for or serving as supervisors from being able to serve as NLC officers or representatives. NELC obtained management agreement to reinstate Mr. Lyerly as a letter carrier in his previous office or another office he deems acceptable with no loss of pay, craft seniority, or other seniority. NELC pay Mr. Lyerly an additional $300,000 compensatory payment for the pain and suffering caused by this action to him, his family, and the damage to his reputation. NELC not retaliate against Mr. Lyarly in any way. Thank you for taking the time to thoroughly investigate this charge. Please let us know if you have any questions or need any additional documents uh, filed by Steve Paris and Bob Covino. All right. And here is the response. And this is the ultimate fuck up. September 29th, 2023 to Steve Paris and Robert Covino. Dear brothers, Paris and Covino. This will confirm that you have submitted charges against President Brian Renfro under Article 10 of the NALC Constitution. The charge was received at NELC headquarters on September 25, 2023. Please be advised that your charges will not be processed because they fail to allege a neglect of duty or a violation of the NELC Constitution as required by Article 10. The charges are based solely on Brother Renfro's decision as President of the NLC to replace Don Larley as Regional Administrative Assistant at Region nine. Article nine of the Constitution confers upon the national president the exclusive authority to appoint Regional Administrative Assistants. That authority encompasses the power to replace previously appointed RAAs at the President's discretion. In addition, apart from the imposition of a penalty on Brother Renfro, the remedies requested at the conclusion of your charge, which include reinstatement Brother Lyerly, are outside the scope of Article 10. Moreover, as a supervisory member, Brother Lyerly is no longer eligible to serve as an RAA. Accordingly, no further action will be taken in connection with your charges. Sincerely and Fraternally, Paul E. Barner, Executive Vice President. Courtesy copy to his daddy, Brian Renfro, president. They file additional charges <laughs> to the National Association of Letter Carriers. This is October 26, 2023. National Association of Letter Carriers, Executive Council, 100 Indiana Avenue, Northwest, Washington, D.C., 20001, regarding charges against NELC Executive Vice President Paul e. Barner. They're fixing to fire his ass up. Dear NELC executive council members, because the first one didn't make it to them. <laughs> Paul Barner intercepted that and said, hey, I'm going to take care of this myself. Even though there is a uh, a strict protocol that must be followed when charges are filed, whether you like the person or not, whether you all agree with Mr. Larley or not, there is a protocol which must take place on Article 10. And the charges must be held. And I read that to you. What must happen when charges are filed? to the executive council, right? We cannot have rogue members saying, I'll take that myself and I'll decide your charges ain't valid. You don't have that authority to do that. There's a reason things are set in place when a member files a charge, that they will will be met with this criteria, okay? When you have rogue members like this here, like this boy that says, I'll handle that myself. I'll take care of you, Daddy Renfro. I'll take care of you on this. I They're not going to get away with this. I'll handle this myself. This is what happens when you have that, when you have that link of that chain that is broken. You have additional charges. <laughs> and so that's what this is. Charges against NALC exec, Executive Vice President Paul E. Barner. Dear NALC Executive Council members. In accordance with Article 10 of the National Constitution, the undersigned do hereby bring the following charges against National Executive Vice President Paul Barner for violation of the Constitution. Unilaterally, dismissing charges properly brought forward without due process rights afforded members by Article 10 of the Constitution. Background. Members in good standing, Steve Paris and Bob Covino, submitted charges against President Brian Renfro under Article 10 of the National Constitution. The charges were received by the NLC on September 25th of 2023, and a response letter from Executive Vice President Paul Barner, dated September 29th of 2023 was mailed to Steve Paris and Bob Covino stating, Please be advised that your charges will not be processed, because they failed to allege a neglect of duty or a violation of the NAL Constitution as required by Article 10. Charge 1. We are filing a charge that National Executive Vice President Paul Barner is guilty of violating the Constitution of the National Association of Letter Carriers, the Constitution, by, on September 29, 2023, drafting and mailing the attached response letter to charges filed against President Brian Renfro without the due process rights Afforded members by Article 10 of the Constitution. Any member may file with the Executive Council a charge that an officer of the National Association or State Association has been guilty of neglect of duty or violation of the Constitution. Upon the filing of such charge, the President or Vice President or the Secretary Treasurer, if the charge is against both, the President and the Vice President, shall, as soon as practicable, A, send by registered mail a copy of the charges to the officer or officers charged, and B, appoint a member who is not involved in the charge to investigate the same and to make a report in writing within 30 days to the executive council on the results of their findings. A copy of such report shall be sent by mail to the charging member and to the officer against whom the charge was filed. The first rule of being a union officer is to always act in the best interest of your members, regardless of your personal feelings or ego. Mr. Barner's action caused harm to the membership of NELC, as well as tarnished NELC's reputation of being a democratic union that embraces divergent viewpoints. His actions violate the Constitution and must be fully addressed. We're requesting the following remedy. The NELC Executive Council finds Brother Barner guilty of the charges outlined above and applies an appropriate penalty up to and including removal from office. Thank you for taking the time to thoroughly investigate this charge. Please let us know if you have any questions or need any additional documents submitted by Stephen Paris and Bob Cavino. And then it has the letter attached. So there you have the complete shit show, which is our national leadership right now, that uh, they can't get out of their own damn way. And it's because they no longer have the members, this is my opinion, no longer have the members' uh, interest at hand. They have uh, their own. They have their own interest at hand. And uh, that's the reason you see Barner hugging Mr. Renfroy here at Pattenham saying, I'll take care of you. Uh, that's what happened there. Uh, he decided the Constitution, I'm not going to follow that and I'm going to take th- matters into my own hands. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to send this letter out saying we're not going to listen to your charges. When you have that happen, uh, it is dangerously, dangerously undemocratic, right? When you say now that we've got the players in place, we will protect ourselves, from everybody else, from the charges being brought against us. We'll protect ourselves. We'll have an executive vice president send out a letter dismissing charges. We'll have phone calls being sent out to people saying, hey, make sure that you stay for the last day of the convention so that if things go bad for Mr. Renfro, we can vote him back in through unanimous consent. Uh, When you have those things happen, this is what your union will look like. You no longer have the members' interest at hand. And when you no longer have the members' interest at hand, this is where you are. A complete fucking shit show up there at National. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Uh, We used to have grown men and women handling things up there. That is no longer the case. No longer the case. Um, it, It is a complete damn shit show. Our, our union has a long history of being a democratic union. It just does. Our current president frequently claims that we are the most democratic union in America. But this sweeping it under the rug bullshit is not the NELC I joined. I said that earlier. Sweeping these things under the rug so that members cannot be heard is dangerous. And it's a dangerous precedent. And it's happening all too often right now. Regardless of what you think about Mr. Lyerly, regardless of what you think about him, even if you don't think he deserves consideration, being as he went into labor, you know, which I question myself. Y'all know how I feel about that. We are not a dictatorship. We are not a dictatorship, and we can never be that. We can never be a dictatorship. Paul Barnes does not have the authority to do what he did. Plain and simple, he doesn't have that authority. These charges were not leveled by Mr. Lyerly. They were leveled by two members in good standing. This is about due process, which Mr. Lyerly has, just like any grievant would have. Whether I always say this. You fight for me, whatever, regardless of what I've done. I will fight for you regardless of what you've done. I don't care what you've done. I'm going to fight for you. He has those same rights. He has those same due process rights. Regardless of what he's done. Even if it's valid what he's done, he has the right under the Constitution to do process. This is about our rights as members of the union to have a legitimate grievance by members heard. And remember that. Two members in good standing brought charges that will never be heard because you had somebody intercept those and say, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you, Renfro. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of you. You fucked up. I'll take care of it. Okay. Now, his ass got charges brought against him. Many other important issues are raised in these charges that every member should be aware of, and that's why I'm reading them to you. We're going to be transparent. Whether they want to be or not, we're going to be transparent as a union, and I'll make sure of it on this fucking podcast. Okay? Some of those issues, such as the fact that officers don't accrue sick leave, we just pay them. When our national president took 12 weeks off this year during contract negotiations, his pay was not interrupted. And what, what was Pony Boy thinking? <laughs> what was he thinking? Was he just doing what he was told? I don't know. Did did Renfro pull him aside? Well, he can speculate. I don't know. Did he pull him aside and say, hey, you know, take care of me now? Was he just doing what he's told? Like when he was told to come and kick me out of the national convention? Because he was the one who did it, right? Pony Boy is the one who was tasked with doing that. Uh, Even though I had permission, written permission to be there. My members elected me to be there. I was an elected delegate, right? I had full authority to be there. I had papers in hand saying that I could be there. And here comes this little punk ass bitch going to come out there and say, hey, man, I'm going to have to kick you out, you know, because of this and that. Who in the fuck is he? He's not the sergeant at arms. But I told you I wasn't going to make a scene. Look, I cussed him out right there. And he'll tell you that, too, if you ever ask him. I told him. I'll just tell you what I told him. I said, you're a punk-ass bitch. That's what I told him. And if he says I didn't say it, next time I say it, I'll call him to that again, just in case he didn't hear me the first time. That's exactly what I said. Because he's a little bitty dude. I just looked down at him. I said, you know, you're a punk-ass bitch, right? I said, whoever sent you here? is a punk-ass bitch too. That's what I said and just walked out. I could have brought charges against him for that. I could have brought charges against him for that, for kicking an elected delegate out that had papers to be there. Maybe I should have filed charges. Maybe he thinks he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Look like he's going to learn he can't. (laughs) He's fixing to learn a hard lesson. These people plain and simple. These people who have forgotten who they answer to, they answer to you. They answer to city letter carriers. They answer to me. Each and every one of them took an oath, an oath to faithfully execute the laws of the National Association of Letter Carriers. They answer to us. We do not answer to them. When our president took over, Mr. Renfro, he gave a, a big speech. And he said, we are a team first and foremost. The members of the NLC have entrusted us with the leadership of something very precious, their union. You're damn right we did. <laughs> You're damn right. He said, I know that every one of you share my commitment to work together every day for the best interests of America's 290,000 letter carriers. Every day. You took 90 days off before you even had six months on the job. Damn, enough is enough, man. Like the cover of this month's Postal Record said, enough is enough. Stop with this bullshit and tell us the truth, man. Stop with all this bullshit, man. Start telling us the truth. Start working for us, right? You have not been. You have not. You speak well. You speak well, but your actions do the opposite of that. Look, I I want everybody to succeed. I know it don't sound like that, but I do. I do. You know, saying that I want them to fail would be idiotic on my part. You know, was that saying like you know, uh, my pilot getting on with an Alabama T-shirt because I'm a Tennessee fan, saying I hate that son of a bitch. I hope he crashes this plane. (laughs) That's how stupid that would be. Saying that uh, that I hope they fail. They are doing that by themselves. They are doing that by themselves. They, they have left a lot to be desired so far. Like I said, I, I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to read whatever the fuck I want to read. You may like it. You may not. I don't care. But I will be transparent here. If things are going on up there, y'all need to know about it because they will not tell you about it. They want to sweep this shit under the rug, like I said earlier. They want to sweep this shit under the rug. They don't want to get out there in the streets and do shit for the members. They don't want to rail on management in front of management because I think they're in the pockets of somebody. I don't know. It's bizarre as fuck that I can't get any, member, any of the leaders out there to rail on management. They're scared. I don't know what in the fuck's going on there. It is bizarre as fuck. But we have a constitution. We have a constitution and you need to follow it. You need to abide by it. If you cannot do that, get the fuck out of your position. Whoever, whoever, I don't give a fuck Renfro Barner. I don't give a fuck about either one of you motherfuckers. If you can't do your fucking job by the Constitution, get the fuck out of there. It's that fucking simple. Shit's going to be called to light. You think this shit's funny, probably. I I sent that letter out. I'm going to dismiss those charges that they brought against you. Come here to me. Give me a hug. You probably think that shit's cute. Now you got your ass busted. Charge being brought against you now. We have a constitution for a reason. You know, our members run this union. Our members do. Y'all have forgotten that along the way. The cronyism is rampant up there right now. Cronyism is fucking rampant right now. And the good thing about all of this is, is I'll be in Boston I'll be in Boston. If anybody doesn't like what I'm saying, come holler at me. I'll be there. Whoever. I don't give a shit who it is or however many. If you don't like what I'm fucking saying, come address it. Come address it. I'll be there. I'll be there. I will not be hiding. I won't be hiding. I'll tell you what I'm going to wear each day so that you can find me. I'll be sitting in region eight. I'll be sitting in Region 8, okay? Uh, So in case you want to to address it, all right? Now somebody sent me some things about uh, the rap sessions, what's being talked about. So I'm going to read them for y'all, and that way you'll kind of know what's going on. Like I said, you can get on Discord, and and, uh, Cole Billups has recorded it, and it'll be up there in case y'all want updates on the contract, all right? And so this person sent this to me, regional training, Brian ran for update, contract stuff. Where are we in negotiations? He says, still talking. Sounded like he was hinting about going to arbitration over disagreements in pay. But the gap is closing. No specifics. Again, explained why he believes it's important to be silent about it. So they're listening. They're listening to me. Why they should be silent about it. He states he's seen it backfire. It is time to choose an arbitrator. NEOC has their case prepared, as always, still open to coming to an agreement before that happens. Anytime you're talking with the Postal Service, this is me now, anytime you're talking to the Postal Service about pay, about anything like that, and you say that you're keeping it from your members because it may backfire, get the fuck out of your job. Get the, We're paying you, motherfucker, to do your job. You're there because of us. And you're going to say you're hiding shit from us because it may backfire? What in the fuck is that? How in the fuck? You work for me. And you're going to hide shit from me saying it may backfire. First off, I don't believe anything you say anymore. I don't believe a word out of your mouth. Because you've proven you can't tell the truth. So anything you say, I don't believe. Okay? Okay? But this, it may backfire bullshit just because people are saying you need to tell us what's going on. No specifics. Again, explain why he believes it's important to be silent. He states he's seen it backfire. To Ask him when. Ask him when. I've seen it backfire. I, I know things about this guy over here that I'm not going to tell the public because, it. you know, I know things. but I know things about this guy and all of it's a lie. Anyhow, anyway. NELC has their case prepared, as always, still open to coming to an agreement before that happens. What's on the table? One, pay, possibilities. Single pay table, a structure like table two, but pay like table one, only higher wages. Two, route adjustments. Adopt language into contract that would eliminate language from M39, no more 271G. T-Wrap, not mentioned specifically, but sounds like some language based off of the experience of latest adjustment process. Three, uniforms. Multiple possibilities for this. One is for the USPS to mass purchase their own inventory, and management can use a program like eBuy to order when needed. Second, possibly, is for USPS to hire a vendor to do uniforms. A major challenge to current policy is unused portion of allowance goes directly into Citibank's pockets. It can take three years just to get a full rain suit. Four, Article 8. New OTDL language to allow additional lists to give carriers more control over their schedule. For example, wants to work overtime off assignment but not give up scheduled day off. New equability rules would need to be developed. The goal is to eliminate extremes. We call it feast or famine. Work hour limits. Absolute means absolute. Adopt language to make this mean what it says. Consider a new pecking order and prevent mandatory overtime. Would also clarify conflicting language about pecking order in Article 8. No more follow instructions than file for a 50% premium. Other things. Heat safety. OSHA can only enforce established standards. There are no developed standards for heat safety for any workers in the U.S. Thus, national feels this gives them no leverage for a national level grievance. So he's saying no national level grievance for hip also asked to continue with local grievances because they can get better results. Filing a national would halt those grievances and take months to get a hearing date. The word falsified was addressed, but it was never said specifically that management falsified. He did say management did enter training records that were not actually done. Just one say all oh, that was one thing. He suggested some carriers just want their pound of flesh which was offensive because we just want justice and accountability for management. So let me let me read that again. Now this is the leader of our union. Uh huh. This is the leader of our union. The word falsified was addressed, but it was never said specifically that management falsified. He did say management did enter training records that were not actually done, and said that carriers, some carriers just wanted a pound of flesh by what we're asking for. Oh, okay. This is what I'm talking about. We have a coward as a leader. We have a coward as a leader. Won't say falsified. And it sounds like a lot of the MBAs that were chicken shits about this stuff. Y'all know how I feel about this. Y'all know how I feel about this. Sounds like a lot of NBAs that are chicken shits about this stuff that have told their B-teams to be chicken shit about it. Now you know where it comes from, from this chicken shit at the top. Wouldn't say falsified. Said that management did enter training records that were not actually done. You know why, motherfucker? Because they falsified it. They falsified the training. That's why. And you talking about a pound of flesh, you fucking a right motherfucker, it's a pound of flesh. Because I got a brother that's dead in a fucking yard, Mr. Gates. That's a pound of flesh, bitch. That's why. You're the leader of this fucking union, you're going to say some people want a pound of flesh. You got to be out of your fucking mind for saying some shit like that. Who in the fuck do you think you're talking to? This is the city fucking letter carrier, man, that as a brother has died because of this bullshit. You're going to say some carriers just want a pound of flesh. We're not going to say falsify. It does appear that some things weren't done. The motherfuckers falsified it, man. They intentionally falsified it. And we got people settling bullshit because of your punk ass up there saying some shit like that. My brother is dead, man. My brother is dead, And you're going to say some shit like that, a pound of flesh. Who in the fuck are you? You cowardly motherfucker, you. I will say that to your face, bitch, when I see you again. You're going to say that my brother dead in the fucking street and I want a pound of fucking flesh is all I want? You fucking A right. I do. I fucking A do, man. That man had been serving this company forever. Never been disciplined. And they're going to start tracking him with these fucking stupid stationary events because of your ass. Putting in those fucking memos they can do it. They start abusing that. Then these scanner messages. You won't say shit about that. And this brother is dead in the fucking street. And you're going to say some people just want a pound of flesh. Who in the fuck are you, man? You sound like fucking management's what you are. That's what you sound like. I'm reading this shit again, man. He did say management did enter training records that were not actually done. No fucking shit, man. That's what management's going to say in arbitration. We did input things that weren't actually done. It was an honest mistake. These carriers just want a pound of flesh. Look at this remedy. They just want a pound of flesh. You are management, man. That's what you sound like. They did training. We're not going to say falsified. They did put in training and not actually done. We need to give them the, the opportunity to do it. And you, this remedy, look at that. You, these carriers just want a pound of flesh on an honest mistake. Do you hear yourself, man? You're the leader of these baddest motherfuckers walking the city letter carrier craft, man. We're the baddest motherfuckers out there in, in the elements every fucking day. We're out there walking in this shit. Almost 30 years I've been walking in this shit, man, every fucking day. You're gonna say, I want a pound of flesh because my brother is dead? Baby, I tell you this, don't you ever say that shit in front of me. I will get up and bust your ass in front of everybody if you ever say some shit like that in front of me. Son, my brother is dead? And you're gonna say, I want a pound of flesh? What in the fuck are you talking about, man? I'm surprised everybody in that fucking regional rap session didn't get up and walk the fuck out on your sorry ass when you said that. God dang, man. You couldn't lead a fucking popsicle stand and you're going to sit there and tell members seems like people want a pound of flesh. I say get your fucking ass out there in the streets and rally for Mr. Gates. And You're talking about people want a pound of flesh. I'm telling you, get out there into the media, and you're saying people want a pound of flesh. I'm telling you, get in the news, and you won't even say falsified. I'm saying make change, man. You make change. You get out there in the streets and have your people in the streets to make change to the working conditions, and your punk ass won't even say falsified in front of anybody. It looks like they input training. Yeah, motherfucker, they falsified it. Intentionally falsified it. I can handle a lot of shit, y'all. Seriously, <laughs> I can take a lot of shit. Really, I can. I know it don't sound like it, cause I get crazy. I will not take that. I will not ever take that. That a our brother. Now listen to me, y'all. Our brother is that. This is, isn't anybody. I sympathize with those UPS workers that pass away, and I mourn for them. I do for the UPS worker that passed away. I mourn for them and I pray for their family. Our brother died. That's different. Our brother in light blue. Remember what I say? I'm here for light blue only. That's it for the city letter care. That's why I do this for the city letter care. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. And I don't care if anybody else gives a fuck about me. The only reason I do this is because the city letter carrier and my unbridled love for them, the passion that I have for them, is the only reason I do this shit every week. I do this shit for fucking free, man. If I do a two-hour episode, that's five hours out of my fucking Sunday, my only day off, to do this shit here. You know why? For the city letter carrier. Why? Because I love them. That's why. My brother passed away in somebody's yard his wife was expecting him to come home to her. And they probably had dinner plans that night. Maybe they're going to go see a movie they've been looking forward to seeing. Maybe he was a short timer fixing to say, hey, baby, we've almost made it to retirement. I've almost made it through this hellhole of a job. I've almost made it to retirement, baby. And the first thing we're going to do, where do you want to go, sweetheart, when I get when I retire? What's the first thing you want to do, baby, when I retire? We're going to do this. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Hang on, baby. I'm almost done with this job. And we're going to go do what you want to do. You stood by my side all these years. I've had to work this overtime. All the dinner appointments we've had to miss because I've had to work overtime. All the things we've missed because of this job, I've had to work overtime. And he's dead in the street because of their neglect the intentional neglect they did on him. And you motherfucker, you going to say some shit like we want a pound of flesh. You motherfucker, you. That's my brother, bitch that you're talking about. That's my brother. And I told you about me and my brother, he's passed away now, but back in the day we'd fight with each other. That's how P that's how brothers and sisters do. We fight with each other. But anybody came against us. That was hell to pay son. They were reaping the fucking whirlwind they fucked with either one of us in a bad way. In a bad way. You fucking with Mr. Gates, man? Talking about we want a pound of flesh? These motherfuckers falsified something? That man gave his life to this fucking company? How many people did he work beside for all those years? All the parties they had in there? The people that loved him in there? And you motherfucker gonna say we want a pound of flesh? You've lost your motherfucking mind, son. That's a whole nother level. (laughs) That's a whole nother level right there, baby boy. The death of my brother. That's my kin right there, son. That's my kinfolk right there. From coast to coast in light blue, that's my kinfolk. And you're not going to fuck with them. Any of them. Any of them. On either side. Those motherfuckers killed him. I've said that before and people took offense to it. Fuck off. They killed that man. And you gonna sit here and say some sh- can't even don't even have the fucking guts to say falsified. They just improperly put it. You motherfucker you Looks like some carriers want a pound of flesh. You motherfucker. Blackball that bitch. God dang it. I wish they wouldn't have sent me that shit. God dang. All right, let's go on. He suggests suggests that some carriers just want want their pound of flesh. Hmm. Then he talks about crimes. Crimes against letter carriers have tripled since 2020. New arrow key program would work similar to hotel keys being programmed, then would expire after a certain time. Calling for increased prosecuting of these crimes. Need public to be reminded these are Federal employees with more consequences for committing crimes against them The fear needs to be put back in. He could have done that on the news, but he won't get out there because he's a coward. Calling for increase of 25% of Postal Inspector force specifically tasked with prevention of these crimes. Plan a National Day of Action to bring awareness to the public about this issue. Ask the public to keep an eye out for us. Talked about the 10-year joy plan and what benefits and challenges it might bring. Post offices that moved would remain open for retail and for customers to retrieve 3849 items. Early in development, emergency response to plan help those with serious mental conditions to get to help in situations where some people won't reach out on their own. It is not to replace EAP to help those hard-to-reach folks. National developing more training to get to its members. That's fantastic. Mentorship program for women in leadership. That's fantastic. And then somebody else sent me this one from another app session. uh, Still negotiation, but now in the process of electing an arbitrator. Asking for a return to a single table pay scale. Significant starting and ending pay increases look likely, but a natural hang up is what the cost and back pay May of 2023. So significant, I don't know, it could be two dollars or200 dollars. I don't know. They're being silent on that because it like they said, it may tank our negotiations for the members to know exactly what they're asking for. They've seen that backfire, so they say. So significant starting and ending pay increases <clears throat> look likely. So significant could be two dollars or two million dollars. I don't know. Still brainstorming a number of ways on what to do with cola increases. Trying to draft some contractual language that will ease off on the t-rap nonsense. Thank you. Talking about implementing a second OTDL for work on a non-scheduled day only, and language that maximizes use of CCAs before regulars are mandated. That's beautiful. Of course, they'd probably be doing away with CCAs. Uniform costs are being addressed. The gouging by a company who has a monopoly on all the sites we're allowed to use is so out of control that they have crunched numbers and figured we should have double the allowance. But that doesn't solve anything because the costs will just keep going up. Possible they have a middleman company who buys, negotiates with the seller to keep costs down, not sure where it's going to end up. Also want to give new hires a full uniform. Don't expect a quick resolution, but possibly a temporary increase in allowance to cover the high costs. Seems to think our case is so strong and the PO doesn't want to go to interest arbitration. The contracts others are getting, UPS, etc., are emboldening our case, naturally. Uh, what are they making an hour? Did that sink their negotiations? I don't know. Typically others have beat us in wages versus our benefits being better and that likely won't change. But the overall package we get should be competitive. He did say that after our benefits are factored in, our package could be more than UPS. That'd be great. Next step is to declare an impasse and he thinks he knows who the arbitrator will be. They'll still try to keep negotiation uh, even post-assignment. So, there's the latest. Again, get on Discord. Mr. Billups has recorded it, and it'll be on there. If you go to from it'll have the link to Discord and also the link to Reddit. All right, get on both of those sites. Both of those are fantastic. Both of them are fantastic. They're constantly talking, constantly sharing new ideas, contentions, uh, great stuff on Discord and Reddit, and both of those links are on formatearbitration.com. I was going to do some other stuff, but it's an hour and 23, so I'm going to stop. Um, I, 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 I hate the cronyism of it all. I hate the cronyism of it all. It, it, it leads me to think of old unions that uh, were full of cronies you know, and and forgotten the members. That's where we are now with the the current leadership. Uh, I don't like them. I'll just say it. I hope they succeed. I really do. I I pray that they succeed. I need them to succeed because I'm wanting to retire soon. I'm going to be the next business agent, Region 8, but I'll I'll retire soon, you know, maybe five years after that. But um, I want them to succeed. I don't like them. I think they're, they're dishonest as hell, and so I don't like them. All right, but and that's my right to do that. And y'all may like them. That y'all's right to do that. That's fine. Vote for them again. Um, but it kind of reminds me the flippancy of them, how they do things with this charge just like that, uh, Mister Enfro's brazen uh, untruthfulness during the process of being investigated, how untruthful he was during that. The things going on with Mister pony boy here with the charges and um i remind it reminds me of the movie untouchables remember the kevin costner in untouchables? and untouchables when they're bringing Al capone to trial and they were like why is he you know why is he so happy why is he always smiling you know this dude's in big trouble what's going on there why why could he possibly be you know cheerful about because he's in trouble and they realized he paid off the jury. <laughs> and so that's the reason why, because they stacked the deck. They stacked the deck. That's the reason it's so cheerful, because there's no way he's going get, to get arrested. It's the same thing here. They're already preparing, you know, with those phone calls telling people, hey, uh, those of y'all who are cronies, make sure you stay for the last day of, of uh, the convention. That way, if things go bad for the president... We can just say, hey, we don't care. We want him back in there, and then he'll get back in there. That's probably the flippancy why we're seeing that so much of that is because they're trying to stack the deck, and he, they think they're untouchable. And so we'll see. We'll see if they are or not. But uh, anyway, that's the episode for today. There was no salted peanuts. <laughs> I was going to get into some other stuff, the 1838C, and, and uh, I'm going to do that next week, like I said. And there were some other things. Um, but hey, look, I, I love the city letter care, man, and I'm unapologetic for that. Unapologetic for that. I, I love the city letter care and nobody else in my profession. Uh, I don't love anybody else. I have some dear friends at NLC, Dear friends. I have some dear friends that are, are uh, MBAs, you know, might care if I consider him a dear friend. Um, so I have friends. I love the city letter care. That's it. And so I will go off if I feel the need to, uh, for the city letter care. And that's what I'm gonna do. They're listening to me. Uh, They are, and they should, they should, because there's a movement going on that they cannot control. They cannot stop and they cannot put their thumb on. They try to blackball me thinking that was going to do it fuck off <laughs> that will never do it that will never do it <laughs> you know i'm gonna run for business agent the next time and i'm gonna win it and so there's nothing you can do about that and so and i'll keep doing this and there's nothing you can do about that because we're going to be transparent to the members because we pay y'all's salaries and so we'll do that okay so anyway that's the episode for this week <laughs> hopefully y'all enjoyed that uh but Just bringing some transparency to our union, whether they like it or not. Probably didn't, but that's okay. They'll get over it. And uh, I will talk to you all next Sunday. Uh, Y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. Today's the holiday. Tomorrow you're going to be covered up, so be careful out there tomorrow, okay? Be safe and take your time. I'm going to get into 1838 C's. They're they're weaponizing that on us, and I'm going to show you how to beat it, okay? Get them off of us. And some other things. Had some people reach out about my episode last week. I told you, good or bad, I'm going to talk about it. So somebody kind of called called me on some stuff. I'm going to read that. And I appreciated it. And I told him, thank you for that. It was on Reddit. And I told him, thank you for saying this. And I'm going to read that, okay? Because I'm about transparency too. And so I will talk to y'all next Sunday. I love every one of y'all. Every one of y'all. And I'll do whatever I have to do to protect you. Wherever you're at, I will. All right? Y'all take care of yourself, and I'll see you next Sunday. All right, bye.